2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Come on in. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Check in with the Cowboys. Also, the uh, Patriots safety, three-time Super Bowl champ, Devin McCourty will join us as well. We will uh, speak to somebody who was on the sidelines in Kansas City with the injury to Patrick Mahomes. He is the uh, football night in America sports medicine analyst Mike Ryan. He was there when Mahomes came off the field, and he'll give us an update of what we should be looking for with Mahomes. Yesterday at practice, or at least what we saw with the limited video there, it looked like Mahomes was moving a little more freely, and even when he went to the press conference when he walked away. That's different. Once you start playing, cutting, uh, quick decisions, quick movements there, can he still beat you from the pocket? And the answer is yes. But there's no real pass, pass rush during practice. Nobody's coming in to hit you. And, uh, you know, once Cincinnati dials up their defense, as we like to say, then we'll get a true assessment of Patrick Mahomes, how healthy he is. Here's Mahomes talking about the treatment he's receiving this week.
4: Yeah, I was able to do some extra testing just to make sure everything was good uh, not after the game and then get a few things done uh, to help the treatment kind of start off. And then the next few days has just kind of been, I mean, all day thing where you're just doing either treatment or rehab or watching film. And uh, I, I had to take Brittany to a few places with me so I can be around the kids a little bit. But uh, it's a full day thing where you're trying to make sure that you're obviously prepared for the Bengals and the great football team uh, mentally and physically.
3: And you would expect him to say he's good to go. And that's exactly what he said when he talked about how his ankle is feeling.
4: It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far.
3: And the line is Bengals are minus one against Kansas City. Do you realize the Niners game against Philadelphia is the, oh, that's right. That's the NFC title game. All of the focus has been on the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Eagles hosting the 49ers is a, oh, that's the other game. That's right. Eagles are favored by two and a half against the Niners. Yes, Paul.
5: I was really surprised by the over-under in the game. Uh, Eagles, Niners, I thought would be really low scoring. I think people think it's going to be low scoring because of the good defenses. It's 46. Bengals Chiefs is 47, one point different. I hadn't looked at it until now. I would have thought it'd be six or seven point different over 100.
3: Seton O'Connor, give me the poll
4: question for hour two, and then we'll check in with the Cowboys. Uh, Dad, let me give you an update from the first hour. Okay. Uh, the Chiefs lose on Sunday. It'll be because of Patrick Mahomes' ankle or Joe Burrow's arm. Right now, Joe Burrow's arm still wins 61% of the vote. Okay. Are we going to go with something different for hour two? We are, as a matter of fact. You want to just do a, can we do a poll on just who wins the MVP? Yeah, I guess. You could do that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it's Mahomes, but I'd have no problem if it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, um, I think what happened with him not playing at the end of the year—they didn't have meaningful games at the end of the year. I mean, they had to win so they would win the division. But I think him missing those games—you you saw the value of him, you know, not being able to play in the, those games. It was just—I think—I think you had to look closer, Jalen Hurts' season. I think when you look at his season, you look at his stats, and you go, "Oh wow!" So he was top five passer. And top five in rushing touchdowns, yeah, uh, didn't have many turnovers. How many turnovers did he have? Just a couple this year. He did exactly what you want him to do. You got a talented team. He took advantage of that. They run the football. That's what I'm curious about with the offensive philosophy. The Eagles against the Niners, are they going to be able to rush for 150, 200 yards in this game? Yeah, pulling
5: as a passer, Hertz went from 16 touchdowns last year to 22, three fewer interceptions. His quarterback rating went from 87 to 101.5. Yeah.
3: He, he's most improved, but he's not going to be most valuable. And Joe Burrow, with what Joe Burrow did uh, towards the end of the year when they won, what, 10 games in a row, if you include the postseason, he was as valuable as anybody in the NFL. Bob Sturm is a co-host of the Hardline. It's an afternoon drive show on The Ticket in Dallas. And Bob, kind enough to join us Bob, um, you got five assistant coaches who were fired, uh, or they were let go, or not brought back. Whatever the semantics are with this. So, what is the message that's being sent here by Jerry Jones?
6: Well, you know that's that's always the uh, million-dollar question, Dan. And, and I think to a certain extent, it starts with you know who's coming back from the coordinator position. Uh, but you know, in general. The idea that you're losing Dan Quinn feels relatively assured. Kellen Moore feels like a coin flip, and and I, I suppose uh, the the opportunity, if you will, or at least the obligation to to kind of reimagine your coaching staff and maybe even your offensive scheme, which I would be all for, uh, is is clear and present. And they're, I guess they're getting out ahead of that with guys with expiring deals, maybe allowing them to go pursue other possibilities. That's fine. Uh, I expect we're not just talking about tier three assistant coaches being allowed to expire. I, I, I assume there's there's more sweeping changes uh, afoot. But, uh, but again, with Jerry, uh, he's he's pretty good about protecting his cards until he has to tell the world.
3: But you were talking about offensive philosophy, maybe changing yep. that offensive philosophy. Go into detail about that.
6: Well, in general, uh, and this is a sweeping generalization, but allow me that in the sense that Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan installed an offense that was either for Tony Romo or for very, very young Dak Prescott and very very young Dak prescott wasn't making a lot of money but he was also definitely driving the bus and as this thing has evolved and as mike mccarthy has taken over i was under the impression that mccarthy was going to bring in a lot of the stuff that he likes to do and do a lot less of what jason garrett likes to do but when you look at some key plays and they're running curls across the board again, just like they were with Jason Garrett, where, you're, where you pause it two seconds into the play, Dan, and you say, okay, if you're quarterback, where are you going with the ball right here? And there's no sort of rub routes or or horizontal attacks, crossings, you know, things that modern NFL does without any any sort of uh, uh, hesitation. The Cowboys really don't do enough of that. So I, I think Kellen Moore can design great plays, I don't know that he can design a great offense, and those are two very different things. And I would like to see, you know, the Cowboys do way more of what Dak does well and way less of what they want him to do, which I guess is kind of Tony Romo stuff uh, back there in the pocket. I I think Prescott can be fine. I do think their offense doesn't necessarily suit him, especially if you're not going to give him enough playmakers uh, beyond Ceedee Lamb. It's pretty. It's pretty bare.
3: But have they evaluated Dak accurately? I mean, there's a reason why he went where he went in the draft here and, yeah. and what they're asking him to do. He's not Tony Romo, but, right. but are no, they asking not. him to be Tony Romo?
6: I think too often they are, and I think this whole league is filled with teams that get to contract time with a guy, and they say, okay, on his best day, can he be at the very back of the top ten? Yes. On his worst day, is he still an average NFL starter? Yes. Okay, so are you willing to give him the going rate for a quarterback? And most of these teams say yes. They panic because they realize the alternative is nothing. And so uh, the Giants are about to do this. Uh, no disrespect to Jalen Hurts, but they're about to get him 45 a year. And, 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 and are we sure Jalen Hurts is a top five guy in this league? Well, this year he was great, but he's also on a loaded roster. So all around the league, Teams are making these decisions. We don't have Mahomes. We don't have, uh, uh, you know, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. So what are we going to do? And just about all of them say, all right, extend him at the going rate. Well, the going rate now, Dan, is five for 200. And that's a lot of money if a guy isn't the savior.
3: Yeah, I've I've just wondered that it always felt like when they run, it sets up the play action. I feel more confident with Dak with that kind of game plan. And I love Pollard. I, I didn't yeah. want to keep Zeke. I didn't want to extend him. I think he's washed. Right. But, you, you know, have him do things where it's, thir- you know, second in, in four. and four. Right. Instead of he's got to create. He's not one of those guys that I want passing the ball 35, 40 times a game.
6: Right. And, and, and look. There's there's guys like that in this league, and that's fine. You know, uh, I don't think anyone wants Lamar Jackson throwing it 40 times a game. There's 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 guys in this league who are really effective, but you've got to get the mix right. And part of that is the run pass option, the ability you don't you're not even calling a run per se. You are making the defense decide uh, they're picking their poison and and so yeah i think i think the cowboys need to lean into more of that and frankly a guy like greg roman being available actually does mm. uh, at least at least pique my interest now the cowboys are are such an outlier dan in the sense that as you just mentioned everybody kind of knows that zeke is not your best running back option and in fact the question is now is he employable in the national football league and yet the cowboys started him nearly every game this year and and you know they gave him the lion's share over tony pollard and it's just it, it it all goes back to is the head coach in dallas allowed to be a head coach because as far back as i can remember a head coach can decide who starts a running back but in dallas it feels like it's bigger than that it feels like it's a jones family decision and it's a well we love him he's part of the family and you know and they 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 almost make loyalty a fault in the national football league because they're so darn loyal and if you go back a dozen or 13 years, you can say two coaches and two quarterbacks. Meanwhile, the 49ers have gone to how many championship games over the last dozen years with like four or five different quarterbacks and you're just and four or five different coaches. And, and sometimes change can be too much, but, but I, I swear the Cowboys are loyal to a fault and, and it doesn't serve them at all.
3: Well, also ego. Jerry wants to show that he's right with Zeke Elliott. Yes. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of people said, no, you got everything you could get at. Or with Dak. You know, I'm going to show you. Or
6: with Jason Garrett.
3: Yes, exactly. So yes. loyal to a fault. But then you go back to Jimmy Johnson, where he wasn't loyal to Jimmy right. Johnson right. and ended That's up right. costing. But, you know, this goes back to Mike McCarthy. Uh, are we yeah. expecting more? Or are we expecting too much out of Mike McCarthy, given the constraints that he has behind the scenes?
6: Wow, I mean, that's uh, that's sort of the the, uh, the the riddle here in some respects. Because I expect a lot out of Mike McCarthy uh, as as somebody who followed him very closely in Green Bay. Uh, I thought uh, this was a massive upgrade from Jason Garrett. Uh, I, I I really thought that uh, he is probably one of those guys that jerry would trust enough to empower him and to allow him to sort of name his staff and then the first day on the job he's like you know what nothing about this offense is going to change uh kellen moore will still be coordinated and uh you know we we, we love where they are and developing deck and i'm like mike you're an offensive guy since like 1993 with joe montana and kansas city and everything and yeah. you're saying you don't want to change anything that just got jason Garrett fired." Uh, I I want Mike to grab the wheel and to basically say I need it this way now because it's his reputation on the line. But at at almost 60 years old, I get the impression Mike is is totally fine with sharing the load, sharing the responsibility, and sharing the decision-making, which I'm not positive this franchise needs but or uh, the, the wants, but I do know that's what they need. They need somebody to to have a fresh set of eyes on this thing, not to confirm what they've been doing for the last decade, which, as you pointed out, is kind of the type of person the Jones family would like to hire, is somebody who just tells them how right they are all the time.
3: How are the fans when you guys take calls on your show?
6: Uh, Disgusted. I mean, the fans fans do not enjoy Cowboy football anymore. Uh, The the ones that (laughs) I hear from, the ones that I hear from, Dan, this team could start 14-0 next year, and they would still be upset that this team is going to do something dumb in the playoffs, and they're going to continue this three-decade run in the desert. And uh, the, fact, the fact that you haven't won a Super Bowl in three decades or 27 years is not that original. I mean, the 49ers have actually been a year longer. It's the fact you haven't been to an NFC championship game in 27 years. That's almost impossible to do, especially with the resources of the Cowboys and definitely with the primetime TV positioning of the Cowboys and, and all the chatter and the ratings they generate. But they have avoided the NFC title game. They have avoided a single win in the divisional round for 27 years. And just think <laughs> about what that says.
3: But if I, I said to the Dallas fan base, you could have a new coach or a new quarterback.
6: Wow, boy, that might be a tie. Um, they're, they've talked themselves into the fact that Sean Payton is smarter than Mike McCarthy, even though I kind of think they're the same guy with a different marketing department.
3: Because I can't but, throw the owner in that question.
6: Yeah. Oh, now, now we're talking. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> okay, I,
3: uh, owner, coach, quarterback,
6: owner, hundred uh, percent. You know. Partly because the owner has insisted on being the general manager, even though, let's be honest, you and I both know he looks at as much tape as, uh, <laughs> as my wife does. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not a lot. But, uh, but, but yes, there is a feeling, and, and I don't want to be disrespectful here, but there is a feeling that as long as Jerry walks the earth, nothing is truly going to change about Cowboy football.
3: There's your poll quote right there from uh, this interview. <laughs> uh, Bob, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. It's uh, an honor. Thank you. Bob Sturm, he is a co-host of the Hardline, the Afternoon Drive show on 1310, the ticket in Dallas. Yeah, when you put Jerry Jones into the conversation with that question, it's like, oh, now that's different. But if I said coach and quarterback, then it's a little bit different. You know, you're in, you're in too deep with Dak. You know, they signed up. And uh, he's your quarterback, like it or not. I don't know if there's any, you know, a lot of these contracts, you can go, well, like the Cowboys can get out of the Zeke Elliott contract. I don't know if there's anything like that with Dak. And I do think Dak is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. And, you know, we feel like Dallas should be great and he should be great. We expect them to be great for some reason. But there's no history that says, oh, they're going to do the right thing. And then Mike McCarthy, it just feels like, you know, Mike came in, did the sleepover with Jerry Jones, and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, ah, I'm the head coach of the Cowboys. Great. Did you talk philosophy? Uh, Are you going to have power here? And it could be where you're just a puppet government there. And and I feel bad for McCarthy. But he took the job, you know. You're going to keep doing the same thing. Well, what is the quote of, you know, what is – you know, crazy or whatever, doing the same thing over and over and over and not, you know, insanity. That's kind of what you have here. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Devin McCourty, the uh, Patriot safety. He's uh, doing some work in the media. And uh, his brother is already doing some great stuff in the media. So we'll talk to him and uh, more on Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain with a medical expert who will join us. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. Oh, it's going to be sad. I don't know if I'll be crying, but I might have tears in my eye. Maybe a little misty when Monday morning Seton gets behind the wheel. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You were nervous last year. Yes, I was. You were nervous. Yes. You're like I, noticeably nervous. I was. You're I was concerned. I said, look, you, you know when you send your kids off to school or they're going to go someplace <laughs> and you go, hey, now you call me when you get there. That's yeah. <laughs> what so I'm saying to Seton, who's a grown man. Hey, when you get to wherever you're going, Pittsburgh, you call me, okay? Now be careful. Yes. Darn it. Yeah, make sure you text me along the way. And don't text when you're driving. I'm
5: like, God, what am I doing? Yeah, Paul. Put a ten dollar bill in his back pocket.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Owning a sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams, and you can you you can get you can win that sprinter van. Dan Patrick shows Ultimate Fan Van Sweepstakes, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van customized by Gretsch R V. To enter, get official rules, visit danpatrick.com. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder.
5: It's beer cracking
3: season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and... To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. See America's biggest stars. Skating stars at the Toyota U.S. Figure Skating Championships, January 26th through the 29th on NBC and Peacock, that carries our program. Here's a uh, stat for you Dak Prescott's record, 25 or less pass attempts, is 16 and 1. His record when he throws more than 26 passes, 45 and 35, including 2 and 4 in the postseason. Woo! He's the better looking of the McCourty brothers. He's Devin McCourty, the Patriot safety, won three Super Bowls. And uh, he joins us on the program. I thought that'd bring a smile to your face. I called you the better looking McCourty brother.
7: It's been rough, man. Everywhere I've gone so far, all I keep hearing about is how great he's doing on TV. (laughs) He's this, he's that. I just don't see it.
3: Why is he not playing? Or why are you still playing?
7: Uh, well, he he started a year before me, so I had to make sure I caught up to him. Uh, um, but, you know, he he got uh, old and slow, so he had to retire. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: we're going to play the Devin McCourty game. And, uh, Paulie, would you give the official rules here? Devin can't play, but he can listen to this.
5: So Devin started his career as a cornerback, then switched to safety in year three. Okay. So he has played 205 career games at cornerback, basically. At Out defense. of how many games? Two hundred and five. He started every game of his career. So I got me thinking. That seems like a lot of games for a safety. Wow. Over 200. Okay. How many safeties in NFL history have started 205 games or more like Devin McCourty has? And can you name any of them? Can we name them? Did one play for the Steelers? No. I'll give you the teams. There's only three all-time. One was a Patriot for quite a while. One was an eagle forever. One was mostly in Atlanta. Wow. Lawyer Malloy, oh. 213 starts. Brian Dawkins, 221 starts. And Eugene, Eugene
3: Robinson. Robinson. That's the only three in
5: history that better than... Nicole.
3: Damn, that's pretty good company there.
7: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not bad at all.
3: <laughs> now, you you don't have load management. If you were an NBA player, you wouldn't be playing every <laughs> single game. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. you've started every game. You played yeah, it we every game.
7: We don't have that in football. You know, we're always told availability is the best thing you can bring to the team.
3: You faced uh, Joe Burrow. What do you see yep. with Joe? If you're if you're on Kansas City, or you were talking to somebody on the uh, the Chiefs, what would you say? Do this. Don't do that against Joe Burrow.
7: Uh, I think one of the biggest things that Kansas City's going to have to do is you got to disguise coverage. Um, when we played him, watching film, you could tell he was reading coverages pretty well. Uh, but when we got out there, different disguises, things we were doing in the beginning part of the game, it really felt like he had a beat on us. I mean, I think I think he might have had three incompletions in the first half, something something ridiculous and just kind of marching up and down the field. And we did a better job in the second half um, not only disguising, but also running multiple coverages, different things, um, running coverages that look like other coverages. Um, so you definitely you don't want to line up uh, really in the same defense over and over again or just stand still um, because he's that good. And there's receivers that he's throwing to. They're pretty good, too. So you're going to have a long day uh, if you don't do a good job disguising coverages and just competing against those guys.
3: What would you do with Mahomes? How would your strategy be different? Knowing that he has this high ankle sprain,
7: that's the hard thing, man. Um, you know, watching yesterday, I just saw a couple of things on Twitter with him jogging around the field. Um, by Sunday, I don't, I, I just don't know. By this weekend, that ankle might be pretty good. I don't know if you're going to be able to do a lot different, a lot differently than what you have no, what have normally done. He might not be as mobile, but I still think he's going to be able to move around the pocket um, pretty well. Just because if he's moving that well on a Wednesday, um, you just kind of look forward and you fast forward to about the end of the weekend. He's going to be feeling probably pretty good, and you know, the continued treatment uh, and what he will do on game day for that ankle. I think he'll be moving pretty well. Explain
3: to me why Travis Kelsey is always open.
7: <laughs> well, I will say, watching the the Jaguar game once Mahomes got hurt, I would have changed my whole game plan up, and we would have doubled Kelsey every play. I don't care. I don't care if we would have had a gaping hole in the coverage somewhere else. Uh, we would have doubled him. But I think he's such a mismatch. You know, you try to put a corner on him or a smaller safety that can run with him. He does a good job using his length, his strength. Um, and if you put a linebacker on him, he's just too athletic. And then I think the biggest thing he does is, is like you said, if you play zone, he understands how to get in the gaps, how to get open, don't run the coverage. Uh, Mahomes knows him. So uh, I think... You put those two guys together. You have a guy that is a big target, and you got a quarterback that understands where he's going to be. You're in for a long day, and he continues to do that in the playoffs uh, throughout the regular season.
3: But what what's the difference between trying to cover Kelsey and trying to cover Gronk in practice?
7: Uh, Gronk just was. I mean, he's humongous. You know, I think. You know, I think Kelsey naturally was is a better route runner. Uh, the different things he was able to do when he first got in the league. For me, I came in with Gronk as a rookie, so um, the evolution of Gronk, of being able to, I think, really in his prime when he was really killing, he was a good route runner, he understood how to run right up on defender's toes. Um, but I just think Gronk is just so big. Uh, it was always tough to even get past breakups to reach around him and get to the ball. Uh, and then to put the ball only where you couldn't get it. Uh, it was almost an impossible cover.
3: He's Devin McCourty, the Patriots safety, won three Super Bowls. Your favorite Brady story is what?
7: Um, Favorite Brady story. I'll probably probably say, obviously, a lot of stories um, playing with him and winning games, but it was fun competing against him back, you know, last year when we played Tampa, I think, you know, early in October. Um, Later in the game, uh, you know, when you play Brady, you got to be, you got to be on it and you got to be smart. Your strategy has to be, you know, on point. So at some point later in the game, we finally decided to go an all out blitz uh, and he got us a little bit with the snap count. So as he's sitting there, he smiles at us, um, <laughs> knowing knowing what's coming and he completes a pass to break. And, and I'm I'm running down on him. And as soon as he completes the pass, moving backwards, he goes, come on, Dev, blitz zero. You think I'm not going to know that and starts laughing. <laughs> Uh, and it just reminded me of all the battles we had in practice of talking trash and us always telling me he was lucky we couldn't hit him uh, and then him doing it in the game and just a true Brady moment.
3: Well, Rodney Harrison would talk about how Brady would get so upset with the defense in practice. Yeah.
7: Oh, we've had, we've had times where he's taken the ball, punted it in the stands that were in the stadium, <laughs> throwing the ball, instead of throwing the ball away, like out of bounds, he chucks the ball. 20 yards over the fence. So somebody has to go get the ball. Um, those are the days as a defense where, because once that happens, now we're not stopping. We're, we're going to keep talking to them, keep getting them angry. Um, but I will say those are the days that made our team better uh, throughout training camp in the season.
3: Everybody who plays for the Patriots, they all say Bill Belichick is funny. He just never shares that with us. So go ahead, Devin, tell me that Bill Belichick is funny. Yeah.
7: I- I'll tell you this, I've had to do a lot of production meetings um, the night before the game, you know, my 13-year career. I hate going after him because you watch his press conferences, it's, you know, quick answers, every once in a while I give a long answer. But you get him in those production meetings with his guys that he's seen over the years, like this, our last game uh, against Buffalo, I have to go after him and Romo's in there and Nance, and I'm in there and I'm waiting to go. They're still going. 15 minutes go by. Finally, they're like, you know, these guys got to get off to meetings. So I finally sit down. But now Romo gets up, with Bill walks over to the door, and they're still talking. <laughs> Romo, they're over there laughing and joking. Um, so it, it, it is cool to see him, you know, behind the scenes. And I think not only the players, different people, I would say, in the football world that he's known for a while uh, and has good relationships with, they also see that other side of him. Um, that's pretty unique that you don't always see from a media standpoint.
3: Well, good luck! Congratulations! You're playing next year, right?
7: <laughs> I'm still I'm still figuring that out. For a second, I thought you were telling me that they were going to put us in the AFC Championship game this weekend because mm. uh, somebody got disqualified. So <laughs> uh, I was really I was uh, I was liking that. Good luck too. Uh, but no, I'm figuring it out and gonna take some time. Um, over these next uh, few months, vacation with the family, just enjoy some downtime, uh, and then see how I feel in a couple months.
3: You can make the announcement right here. (laughs) Here it is. This end, Devin McCourty, former Patriots safety.
7: (laughs) How would my brother feel if I did that? He he would probably want me to do something. Oh, you're right. He'd be pretty angry.
3: You're right. You're right.
7: Trying to get me in trouble, man. Will
3: you make the announcement of what you're doing next year? with your brother
7: I, i'm gonna ask my kids my daughter she's five now she's been adamant uh on me not playing football anymore so uh whatever i decide I'll, I'll let her decide how we do it
3: okay i think that would be nice give your brother you know something you know help his career a little bit okay? help,
7: help, yeah help well he makes fun of me so much on tv i'm not sure every every time i have a bad play he puts me up on a segment, but anytime I have a good play, I never see any of my good plays on his show. So Well,
3: help a brother out. Literally. Help a <laughs> help a brother out. Uh Devin, thanks. For, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No, I
7: appreciate you. Thanks for having
3: me. Devin McCourty. He uh won three Super Bowls there. Patriots safety. His brother is uh Jason McCourty. He's done some nice work in the media there. Long career, man. Two hundred and five Games to play started in 205. There's no load management. By the way, Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors, is talking about what if you reduce the season? What if you had like 72 games? Would that change with load management? And the answer is no. I don't care how many games you play. This is all about gaining an advantage on the opposition. Go back, you know, to the Spurs with uh, Popovich, he's the one that started this he was like, I don't need to send my guys to Miami. I don't need to send Duncan and Ginobili and Parker. Stay here. It's not the number of games. But, you know, you're going to say to the players, hey, would you guys take a 10% reduction in your pay? That ain't happening. The owners, how do you make up that money for them? But I, I saw that with load management. I'm like, I don't think that that's going to happen. You're going to go to 72 games here couple of phone calls. Uh, Sean in Oregon. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today?
7: Hey, I, I want to just call in defense of Jerry Jones a little bit. Sure. You know, I mean, uh, I think America thinks that the Cowboys, if they were healthy and they had Pollard and they played that game again, the Cowboys probably win. And I kind of like Jerry Jones for kind of doing it his own way. You know, he's the only owner – that actually played football. You know, he played in Arkansas with Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, when when you go to work for somebody, I always ask the owner what he did before this. And I always have more respect for the old man when he actually put on the tool bags.
3: Yeah, but the problem I have with that, Sean, is sometimes when you play, you think you know more, and therefore you insert yourself in these decisions. I want a businessman running a business to hire people who then make the decisions. Jerry wants to make the decisions. Hey, you play defensive line. I don't care. No, that's part of the problem. Jerry thinks that, you know, I, I played it. Uh, I could coach it. I'm the GM. I'm the owner. He's too many things. It's when I hire somebody and you let them do what they do. I always go back to the Steelers. Ownership, the Rooneys, what did they do? Going to hire Chuck Knoll. Chuck, be the coach. We're going to hire Bill Cowher. Bill, coach. Mike Tomlin. Coach Jerry can't do that. How many times has Jerry hired a coach where you go, Oh, that's just a puppet coach? And it's unfortunate, but those guys you can't turn down being the Cowboys coach because maybe one year you do get it right and win a Super Bowl and you're, you know, you'll never be forgotten, you'll be a hero. But those coaches aren't true coaches, and I think that's because of Jerry Jones. And Jerry's the one who does all the interview. I don't want my owner doing interviews after games. I love it. It's content for us. You don't see that with the Roonies. They don't do interviews. Just you run a business. There's certain things. I hire people to do certain things. Paulie is the producer. I let him produce. Fritz he Books guests. I let him book the guest. Seton deals with advertisers. These are things that I, you know, as their boss, I ask them to do things, and I trust them. I'm not there every meeting. I don't want to be troubleshooting what they do. I want them to do it. Still trying to figure out what Marvin does, but, you know, I'm going to get around to that
4: eventually.
5: But One he day. does it
3: He does it every day. Yes. Not sure what you do, but you
4: do it every day. Thank you? Yes. Eden. Hey, Marv, don't worry. That used to be me. That's true. That, yeah. used, to, that used to be, I don't know what you do, but yeah. you're here. You keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Marv.
5: Am I solid and improving? Mm.
4: Well,
3: you're improving because you got most improved Danette. Solid? I don't know. You know, there's a Dak Prescott feel to you. Like, hey, when you get it right, wow. But then when you don't. Chris Stapleton. Yeah, you screwed that up.
4: 45 a year, good.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah because Tyler is learning your job right now as we speak. Tyler is sitting right next to you, uh oh, and uh you know this isn't a you know a wally pip situation where Tyler could take over from Marvin. It's when we go to the Super Bowl and then Tyler has to be able to know how to do this back here. That's all this is, Marvin. Do not read into
4: it at all, but Tyler doing a great job
3: today. is
5: that almost like the new the new kicker from the Cowboys <laughs> Yes.
4: Uh, yeah, seat. that's like uh, people on social media are like dang why is uh, Marvin Airbnb in his seat oh, yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah
5: yeah.
4: Tyler, uh, Tyler's sitting in there and he's kind of running the show
5: here today yeah Paul if you see an opening posted for a dog walker for the Dan Patrick <laughs> show you know there's trouble
3: <laughs> let's take a break here more phone calls coming up and more fun just like this right Marv right yeah yeah how about a, a round of applause for the great job Tyler's doing today? Yeah. The sad little girl in the back room, though. My, my, my puppy is really, really missing. She's Tyler. really depressed. Yes, no very, offense. Very sad.
5: And Marvin didn't clap his little hands for Tyler. You did at all.
3: not. You did not. I will during the break. Okay. Let's take a break back after this.
1: This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis, and together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right, Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com
2: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: In this business, it's never a good story when you state something that you think is obvious because a lot of members of the media would rather look at something that may be not as obvious or is actually reality. And I said this about Sean Payton. He may survey the situation and say, on second thought, I'm going back into TV. And they said that yesterday. Said, you know what? I might go back into TV. Now, it could be leverage. I don't know if he's going to get the job in Denver, wants the job in Denver. Do you want a job in Carolina? I think if the Chargers job was open... That would have been the one to take. He could stay in Los Angeles and he had his quarterback. But if that unexpectedly opened up, then I thought that's the job for Sean Payton. If the Rams job was open with Sean McVay taking a year off or going into TV, maybe that would be an opening. Now, you wouldn't have your quarterback for the future with Matthew Stafford, but uh, you you start to look at some of these job openings. Do you want to go into Denver? You don't have any draft picks. Spent a lot of money on a quarterback. You're not quite sure just how good he is anymore. Do you want the Texans job? You now, There's a lot of things that you have to factor in here with you know Sean Payton. And it's not like if he waits this year and goes back into TV, there'll be four or five or six openings next year. And then maybe you get the opening that suits you, that you have your quarterback if you're lucky. But Sean Payton mentioned that. It's like the Odell Beckham story. Nobody wanted to ask the question that was the obvious question. Are you healthy enough to play? It was, hey, he could land with the Cowboys. You imagine him with C.D. Lamb. I kept thinking, has has anybody asked him, how healthy are you? What's your time frame for playing? Nobody cared because that wasn't a good story. Yeah, Paul.
5: There is a possibility, slim possibility, that both the Rams and the Charger job could have been open this year by Sean McVay's choice (coughs) or Brandon Staley getting fired. Are those two jobs, if they are open, close to equal? Right now? Well, I would
3: take the Chargers because of the quarterback. Well, you have a lot of talent there. That's one of those where they should be great. And you start with the quarterback. Eckler had a wonderful year. It's just keeping everybody healthy and not, you know, Chargering up a season as they always do where, you know, they, they you know fall flat on their sword. But that one because it feels like I have potential right away. Where the Rams – are you going to trade away, you know, Jalen Ramsey? Is Donald going to come back for only one more year? Uh, I don't want to have any draft picks. You now, So there, there's a lot of uncertainty there. You get Cooper Cup back, but what else do you have there on offense? But I would say the Chargers would be an ideal situation if that job had come open. All right. Brian Kelly, LSU head coach, signed one of the biggest contracts in college football history when he was hired by LSU. It was a uh, what? 10-year, $95 million contract. Well, Brian Kelly was mistakenly overpaid by a million dollars in May and June of this year because of a costly clerical error. So that's a long time ago. When did he cash the check? When did he realize that he was getting a million dollars more you know, And they say a costly clerical error. No kidding. It's a million-dollar mistake there. Um, he was paid twice across the months of May and June. So he got paid twice in those months. But I don't know who spotted it. Somebody forgot to uh, turn off the direct payments there to him, <laughs> and he ended up getting a million dollars extra. But that's where you want to be. You spot it. You bring it up. You don't want the school to go, hey, we noticed you got a million dollars extra. I did? (laughs) Can you wait? How long did he wait? But they said he got paid an extra million. Has anybody gotten a paycheck? Ooh, I can judge. (laughs) Looking at the faces. uh, Who's got the best paycheck story? Did You got paid more than you should? Did you get paid twice?
5: Paulie? Briefly, when I left CBS to join ESPN, I went from New York City to Bristol, and the HR person said they could not pay me moving money because I wasn't moving far enough. They said it's like, $2, 000, let's say it was $2,000. I think that's what it was. My, all of a sudden, I see this check. Day one at ESPN, I get a check on my desk for $2,000 for moving money. I went to my boss, and I knew I was not deserving of that check technically. I went to my boss and said, hey, I got this, and they told me HR I would not be getting this for my moving, and he looked at me. He just gave me a wink and said, "Shh." Ooh. And I actually man. felt worse afterwards because now I was given the green light from my boss. but I don't know if that holds up at a court of law or a HR department.
3: Yeah, because you can't go into management after they say, "Hey, you got two thousand dollars for moving expenses. Who approved that?"
4: Uh, my boss. Yeah, Eden? I would have been like, is this a test? <laughs> are you testing me right now? Is this like a new employee thing where like are you, are you you're trying to see if I'm open to stealing money my first day? Okay. Do you remember? I think
3: you'll remember that we had somebody who was a boss who asked what you guys made at ESPN. Oh yeah. And and it was a test. Cuz uh he was like, you know, what what did you make there? and then he wanted you to tell him what he made and then whatever you were going to get paid to leave ESPN. But he wanted to know if you were telling the truth or you were inflating your salary
4: at the mothership. That's interesting because how would he know? Well, he but, might have... He, I don't think ESPN is giving out former employees' salaries. No, he did ask the question. Yeah, Paul?
5: If you guys were in my shoes that day, would you have said gone to HR and said, I, I didn't... I'll give it back and turn myself in, even though I didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. Just so you know, I didn't. I kept it.
3: It's only $2,000. Yeah. I mean, if, if it was, I know what Fritzy would do. There is no way you would give that
4: back.
5: I would find out, is there a way I can get like four or $5,000? <laughs> no, it's a real expensive movie.
4: Yes, Seaton. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's a, a moving fee or expenses or whatever that you deserved. That's what they do. So when they say, hey, what happened with this? Be like, what, I moved here. But they here. said That's- you weren't supposed to get that. Yeah, no, that guy said it. <laughs> yes, <But> then-
5: <laughs> that guy said it. Yeah,
4: no, that guy said it. <laughs> yes, Tom.
5: I want to know what the, mi- the millions of salary that you have to make per year to pretend, like in Brian Kelly's case, that you didn't know about the $1 million extra that was given to you. And i am not saying he did anything nefarious.
3: Well, but- it could be a direct deposit. He doesn't even That's know true. it's in there. <laughs>
5: you got to be doing really well. to yes. like, oh, I didn't know about yeah. that million dollars extra.
3: And that's before he won all of his games. <laughs> How did it sound? I haven't even won all of my games yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that?
3: Uh. Final hour coming up. More on Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain.